0: We all want some level of safety and security. Firefighters, construction workers, EMT. They're all there when you need them to help manage life's chaos. In retirement, you want that same level of safety, but who is there for you to make sure your money will last? Brian isn't just there in case of emergency. He's there so you don't have an emergency with your money. A safer retirement doesn't mean a boring retirement, but a prepared one full of the things that inspire you. This is Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker.
1: Welcome to Safer Retirement Radio. I'm Mark Elliott alongside Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. Again, as I say every week on the program, and Brian's not here today, Brad's going to handle the whole show himself. Brad, are you ready to tackle that challenge? Yeah, I think I got it. I think you got it too. No problem. You're on the show all the time. Hey, if you want to find out more about Brian, Brad, and the team at Decker Retirement, you can always go to the website deckerretirementplanning.com. Deckerretirementplanning.com. Uh, if you have questions, hey, can I retire? When do you think I can retire? Do I have enough? Will my money last? Will my loved ones be okay if something happens to me? Really, at the end of the day, you just want to know if I, if we retire. Will I or will we be okay? Well, that's exactly what Brian, Brad, and the team at Decker Retirement are here to help you with. 833 707 3030. There's no cost for this chat, there's no pressure, no obligation. Uh, They're here to help if they can. 833 707 3030. Totally complimentary, 833-707-3030. We'll give you that number throughout the program. But if you would like to maybe do some of your own research, you can go to the, the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com, and under the heading of Safer Retirement Education, there are 12 different things you can download, no cost to you. It's really there for your information, including Brian's book on retirement, the Decker Approach Book, Three Principles of Retirement Book, The Checklist Challenge, Sample Income Plan, or just four of the 12 items you could download, and it's just there for your information. All right, Brad. We're talking tax strategy today. Kind of lay out what we're gonna, how we're gonna get into this.
2: Yeah. So we got, I mean, plenty to talk about here. Um, you know, there's a couple different. There's kind of an order of operations I think that any good tax plan follows uh, to leave no stone unturned. Um, if, I, if I had to summarize it, it starts with first withdrawal order. So as a retirement-focused financial advisor, everything I do usually hinges to some degree on. Uh, their income plan. So where they draw income from now, in the near future, in the long-term future, um, all of that should inform their tax strategy. So withdrawal order is really important. Um, we then want to make sure that we identify um, any amount that might be passed on to the next generation. So i call this their surplus. Um, once you have their surplus, now you've got a solid tax plan. Yeah, i have a, a lot of cool ways to lower taxes in the future. And you know, some of the, the core techniques include uh, things like planning out or lowering RMDs, uh, required minimum distributions, that is. Um, talk a lot about tax planning f- through Roth conversions. And then, of course, uh, a couple of advanced tax planning techniques that are really good for some. Uh, more isolated situation. So quite a bit to go through. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's plenty more beyond that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you think about tax planning, you know, and, and we think of tax preparation. Those are two totally different things. There's the retirement planning that you're talking about, right? Tax planning, tax preparation would be getting ready for our April taxes, I suppose. That's
2: right. That's right. So tax planning would be getting ready for uh, taxes in April. But I think where we focus is um, on the longer term a uh, uh, tax planning that that can put someone in, in a materially better uh, position uh, in the future than they would have been with, without that tax plan sitting underneath. So it's it's actually less on the tax filing front. CPAs pretty much tend to tell you to just defer, defer, defer. Um, and I've uh, developed a pretty strong opinion against that because I inherit the results of that constant deferral being the best that a lot of CPAs can come
1: up with. You know, and, and, <laughs> and so, yeah, them back. You know, and in, Thinking tax strategies, it's so different, I think, for today's retirees than my grandparents who would have retired in the 70s, basically. Um, And when they retired, my granddad had a pension with his job. Uh, My grandmother had Social Security. He had Social Security, but he also had a pension. And so they were going to retire to a lower tax bracket. I don't think there's hardly any question about that. And that was kind of the old adage. Hey, when you retire, your taxes will go down. In today's environment, that is not necessarily the case because of the 401k world the IRA world where we just keep kicking the can down the road and because the government was pretty smart Brad when you think about it hey we don't want any we're not going to tax your your you know your seed money we want to tax the harvest money that was pretty smart on their part but a lot of today's retirees not all but a lot of today's retirees will actually could pay even more taxes in retirement than they did some of their working years.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. I don't know if it's just my location um, or the types of people that we work with, but this myth of the future low tax bracket, um, I just haven't seen it. You know, I just don't have clients where they've experienced this, this uh, scenario where they gracefully retire and, oh, my goodness, taxes are so much better because they're just so much lower than what my working years were. No, it's the exact opposite. I have plenty of clients where their taxes are actually very likely to go up in the future um, rather than uh, this, this mythical uh, tax decrease uh, from their working years as they graduate into their retirement years.
1: Glad you're with us today for Safer Retirement Radio with Brad Geddes. Brad is a certified financial planner, has over 12 years of experience in the financial World. Uh, now, of course, a part of the great team that Brian Decker has created at Decker Retirement. But part of this challenge for us is we all know, at least the Trump tax law, whatever, however you want to look at it, the 2017 Jobs Act tax cuts uh, that went into play runs out in 2025. And in 2026, in theory, we're going to go back to the 2016 or 2017 rates and brackets, which means we get to them quicker. The brackets are tighter together, but it takes less money to get into them. There's a chance you could be in the 12% bracket right now. And in 2026, you're in the 25% bracket because everything changes. So it's not just a, say, a 2 or 3% increase. You could be looking at a lot bigger increases than that. Plus then, Brad, throw in that we're $33 trillion and counting in debt as a nation. And we're adding, how about these stats for you, Brad? I know you're a stats guy. We are adding $800 million an hour in new debt as a country, $800 million an hour in new debt, $2 billion a day in interest on that debt. Where does the government get their money from? Mostly from taxes. So tax strategy you're going to talk about, because of all of those extenuating circumstances, seems to me to be super, super important in today's economy, today's world. You buy that?
2: I I do. Um you know, I'll go a little further than what you just said. I, I think um, when it comes to predicting what tax rates will be, one thing in CFP school that they teach you is you just—they typically recommend that you plan with current tax rates as if they're going to be the same in the future. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I, I see some merit to that. You really don't know what taxes are going to be, and I, I've definitely seen all those metrics uh of, around the debt and and usually the, the typical conclusion is well therefore taxes are going to go up in the future and yeah i think that's that's fine i think that's what a lot of advisors say especially if they're uh, good at, at tax planning. i actually think though we don't need to bet on that we don't need a crystal ball to see how the government is going to handle their interests uh, uh liability that they owe investors and then people that hold the government debt I, I think you can just look at someone's individual situation Yeah, you, know, you have Two very concrete situations where people are going to have higher taxes in the future without even betting on you know, national debt driving tax retirees. you know first one is going to be when uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act expires. Right? That piece of legislation expires in just two years. And at that time, your tax rates revert back to 2017, which is a lot higher than what we're at today. So regardless of national debt, this is a very near-term one that supports some very present um, tax planning opportunities. Um, the other one is you think about certain just structural changes in someone's life that can affect their tax bracket. We're going to talk about R and Ds in the future. Uh, certainly, passing away of a spouse is an unexpected tax event because you go from being a you know, a, a married filing jointly tax bracket to a single filer with uh, nearly the exact same income streams. So I, I think it's fine to predict that taxes are going to go up because of all that scary debt. Type stuff, But I, I actually tend to, to gravitate more towards the concrete. And yes, taxes are going up in the future.
1: So we, before we get into the withdrawal order legacy uh, of tax planning, required minimum distributions and Roth planning and all of that that you're going to talk about today on the show, um, I think there's so many moving parts here that one of the challenges for I think a lot of people do most people come in and sit down with you when you're talking about their retirement? Are taxes number one on their mind? I would think it's income. Do I have enough Brad to retire? Can I retire? Will we be okay? Will my money last? Taxes are becoming more to the forefront, but do most people see it that way?
2: Um most. Hmm. Um it's hard to say because people do come in with very specific, concrete questions. I, I think what everyone hopes is that there's some magical alchemy that that some financial advisor is going to introduce them to that that miraculously gets them to a lower tax bracket. Um, and I, I don't know that most come in with tax questions, but everyone certainly does come in with some aspect of, is there an opportunity for them to lower their taxes? And they want to see what those opportunities are just to make sure that they can um, take control of that. And, and, and I think that actually is one of my favorite parts about tax planning, as opposed to income planning or uh, different techniques for navigating portfolio strategies over a lifetime. Those are feeling your way through and, you know, you use a lot of probabilities there and, and, and statistical likelihoods. The cool thing about tax planning is that you get control over it. You know, the biggest decision you have to make is when to pay taxes, not if, uh, but but when and the timing around when you pay those taxes can be hugely uh, uh, impactful on your longer term tax rate. So there's something that is attractive about the control that you have um, or that you can introduce to someone's financial life by harnessing a couple of tax planning techniques like we're going to talk about today.
1: Yeah. So talk a little bit about that, because I think a lot of people think, well, taxes are outside of my control. That's the government's going to decide when I have to pay taxes, what I have to pay. Um, You know, the IRS says I have to do this, I have to do that. But you're saying that we actually do have control. We don't control the rates, we don't control the brackets, but we do control how and when we pay those taxes. Is what you're saying, right?
2: That's right. The IRS lets you pay taxes whenever you want.
1: Well, we do have to. We can't say never. <laughs>
2: <That's>
1: <laughs> Not right. an option, correct? <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean So that's, that's, uh, well, you just said uh, open up kind of a can of worms there. So yeah, I mean you you get control over when you pay taxes, and, and I know that sounds kind of obvious, sounds like platitud,e but it's. Uh, it, it really is instructive for um, how you navigate uh, your taxes in retirement. I mean, let's take the easiest one. What account should you draw from? It's mean, so different stages of your life. You're going to pull money from various accounts. And a lot of advisors, the furthest they're going to go is recommend a 4% withdrawal rate. You kind of go in and willy-nilly just sort of pick the funds you might sell or you know, got some cash, draw that out and sell a couple stocks, just kind of feel your way through it. Now, the problem with that is that without an actual plan, without an actual uh, written, tactical, implemented portfolio strategy, you're just kind of letting the market dictate what you're selling and what you're not selling. You know, Maybe if market's way down. You might try to hold back a little bit and draw a little less. Or if you have a really good year, maybe you'll sell some of your big winners or cut a few losses, but but you're just kind of feeling your way through it when much better is to go through with a real plan. And this is um, what you mentioned earlier is the withdrawal order. Okay. So the timing of when you pull money from various accounts is really important. I mean, you should know whether a particular sleeve of your capital is better suited for a future withdrawal or better suited for an investment strategy that's uh, intended for something to be distributed in the near term. Um, so there's uh, there's different investment strategies that are more suitable for withdrawals. And um, yeah, as such, you wanna draw from the right accounts with an eye towards the taxes that you're gonna be paying on it. You know, I, I, I generally prefer, well, let's get to some specifics here, I generally prefer to have clients uh, when they're before RMD age to be drawing money from a source of funds that allows them to have a lower taxable income, lower tax rate. The goal here is to keep their tax rate artificially low, despite them living on sometimes you know, six-figure incomes. But their taxable income is, is quite a bit lower because they're drawing from what's called a non-qualified uh, after-tax
1: account. And that's what we're going to talk about the rest of the program. We're going to go through the withdrawal or legacy planning when it comes to taxes, the required minimum distributions that we have to do it right now at the age of 73. Uh, for me, I'm going to be 64 here soon, but for me, my RMD age will be 75 because of what just happened yeah. in the Secure Act 2.0. And then we're going to get into the Roth world, uh, which makes a lot of sense because now we're, we're paying the taxes now, lower tax situation now than we surmise down the road. But it's not right for everyone. So Brad and the team at Decker Retirement need to sit down and talk with you about your specific situation, your wants and needs for retirement, and then come up with a strategy. That's the idea. Not everybody's strategy will be exactly the way that we talk about today because it's all about you. And that's how Brad and the team look at it. How can they help you be in a better position? So if you'd like to chat with them, hey, there's no cost. 833-707-3030. 833 833-707-3030, totally complimentary. I think it's one of the more important phone calls you can make because after you have the conversation with the team at Decker Retirement, you're now going to have a better understanding of where you are. You're going to get some clarity into your situation. That is priceless, as MasterCard used to say. 833-707-3030. This is Safer Retirement Radio with Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. Back right after this. Is the
0: price tag on everything giving you sticker shock? From groceries to gas, the cost of living is skyrocketing. But if you think inflation is painful now, just wait till you retire. Ease inflation's impact on your retirement dreams by calling Brian and start preparing today. 833-707-3030. Again, that's 833-707-3030. Decker Retirement Planning has a question for you. Is your retirement inflation-proofed? Here's what we mean. In retirement, chances are you're on a fixed income with variable expenses. So how do you not run out of money when the cost of just about everything continues to go up? You inflation-proof it. Brian Decker and the team at Decker Retirement Planning can show you strategies to help combat inflation... So it doesn't outpace your retirement income. Call Brian Decker today at 833-707-3030 to learn more. Inflation could take a huge chunk out of your retirement savings, but it doesn't have to. With some simple planning, inflation can go from being a major disruption to a minor annoyance. Call Brian and the team at Decker Retirement Planning now to start inflation-proofing your retirement today at 833-707-3030. 833-707-3030. Investing involves risk. Security and insurance services offered by Decker Retirement Planning, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio. If you like what you hear on today's show or have questions, drop by DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. Call 833 707 3030 to talk to Brian.
1: Welcome back to Safer Retirement Radio with Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. Glad glad you're with us. I'm Mark Elliott. Uh, You can always find out more about Decker Retirement uh, just by going to their website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. You have questions uh, retirement related, financial related? It's 833 707 3030. Totally complimentary. No cost to chat with the team. 833 707 3030. So Brad today is talking about, and he's a certified financial planner with the team at Decker Retirement. Um, Here's the deal. We're talking taxes today and tax strategies. And Brad, this is I've never been in the financial world, so I really enjoy doing this show with you and Brian and the team at at Decker Retirement because I'm gaining knowledge. I'm almost 64. I'm supposed to know this. I don't know this. Uh, I can tell you that. So I love doing the show because I'm gaining insight. So I had, in a very simplistic way, said, okay, well, how would you take money out when you get to retirement? And the, the the simplistic way of looking at it was, okay, number one, you take money from work. Number two, you take your dollars from non-IRA accounts. Number three would be IRA accounts. And number four would be the Roth accounts. And the Roth would be tax-free, so you're letting that just grow and grow and grow because your taxes aren't going up because you've already paid taxes on it. That's kind of the gist of what you're talking about when it comes to withdrawal order, I suppose.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's when it comes to withdrawal order, it, it the end result, which is what you just described, You draw from the yeah the, the after tax assets, then you draw from your tax deferred assets, then you draw from your tax free assets. That's kind of the back of the envelope rule of thumb approach towards managing it. And unfortunately, that's where a lot of advisors just stop. You know, they, they they say, okay, this is where you're drawing from this year, and this is, and then maybe they'll do some opportunistic things uh, based on market performance. I just this is so common in financial advisory, where they just sort of leave things up to chance. They don't actually take control of the things that you actually do have control over. Um, you know, it's, it's not all just up to chance. And so, yes, that is a good foundation. But what it, what's more important is the why. Right? So if we know for a fact that someone's after-tax assets are going to be there uh, uh, early and often distributions. That's going to inform an investment strategy that supports that. So that sleeve of their capital might be, uh, you know, you think about one form of a pie chart, it might be a fairly uh, income forward, uh, stable investment allocation that is appropriate for the first one to five years of someone's investment strategy. They might be my most aggressive client, but end up with a very conservative uh, uh, allocation that's meant specifically to serve the distributions that they're doing from this after tax or um, uh, what's called a non-qualified account. And this purposely keeps... Their income tax bracket low in that early part of uh, their retirement. Now, second to that, why? Why does that matter? Well, why why have a lower tax uh, tax rate? Well, the primary reason is obviously to pay fewer in taxes, but not just in that year. So a good advisor is going to take that a step further, and that's where they'll start to integrate their IRA into those artificially lower income tax years. We'll talk about some of the techniques in a minute um, for doing that, but, but it's not. Just because you have an after-tax source of funds that you're distributing from during that earlier part, you don't want to just sit back and say, oh, I'm so gra- so glad that I have such a low tax rate right now. No, you harness that fact and you start to use your IRA as well. Um, and then just the, the cardinal sin here is using using an IRA too soon. Yeah, you I'm you re- sorry, a Roth IRA, uh, using that too soon. And Yes, it is so nice to be able to know that all of those dollars can be drawn from, no tax implication, but the goal there is to to create as much distance between today um, and your income taxes that you pay today and uh, that tax-free Roth IRA that you're going to do distributions from in the future. You really want that to be the last source.
1: So if you have questions about withdrawal order, what order should you be taking money from your retirement accounts when you get into retirement? Well, that's what the team at Decker Retirement is here to help guide you through. And everybody's situation is a little bit unique, obviously, and that's how the, the plans are. The, the safer retirement process focuses on you. Uh, How can they help you and how should you, what order should you pull from different accounts when you get to retirement? It is about you. So if you have questions, you want to learn more, you can always call Brian, Brad, and the team at Decker Retirement, 833-707-3030. Again, totally complimentary. No cost to you, 833-707-3030. All right, Brad, so withdrawal orders where we started. Now we're moving into legacy holdings. And is that how we're leaving stuff behind for the kids or what?
2: Yeah, so I call this surplus. Uh, So one of the reasons we we focus first on that withdrawal order and building the holistic financial plan that does really cue or or hinge off of the income plan itself, the distribution strategy, uh, is because we want to identify if there is very likely to be surplus or if at some point in the future, the actuarially likely age for someone to pass away down the road, what does that portfolio look like after they've had decades of distributions? Um, because if there is going to be surplus or if there's likely going to be money that a client doesn't need in their lifetime, that should be invested accordingly. Now, I think this plays out most commonly with my clients who come to me and just say that they're extremely conservative. They feel like they've accumulated what they need and they just want to preserve their capital. They, 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 they really are, let's just say, the, the, uh, they're very loss averse. Uh, they, they, do, they don't like risk. It might've gotten them to where they're at, but they really just don't want risk In their portfolio. And and whenever I hear that, I I always just want to make sure that I'm hearing them say things the right way. Because a lot of times, what they meant is that they just don't want to risk money that they need. They, They just dread the idea of possibly having to go back to work at some point in the future. But when we point out that there's a surplus, because we set up a very thoughtful investment allocation that gives them their tax efficient income over the course of the next 30 or 40 years, and they know that that's protected against losses. Now they have a portion of their funds that is invested for the kids. And now when they can look at that and say, oh, that amount, yeah, no, you're right, I, that really does have a 30-year investment horizon. Well, now they have legacy holdings that are going to go to their children and possibly grandchildren. And it's our job to figure out the right investment strategy for that entity, that that that, that, that the, the receiver of those funds. And now we've freed up a risk profile that maybe the client wasn't comfortable with, but they now can see very obviously those funds are going to the next generation and, and they can invest it accordingly. Now the tax tied to that, uh there are better and better and worse accounts. So uh, there are good ways to get money to kids and, and grandkids, and there are bad ways to get money to kids and get grandkids. I think the only one that I want people to absolutely not do is your IRAs are the worst account to give to your kids and grandkids. Just the cardinals another cardinal sin. I think I bring up a handful of these. Uh, to do not give IRAs to kids and grandkids if you have intentions of giving other funds, uh, giving funds at all, if you can help it, IRAs are the worst ones to pass on. You're passing it on at a stage where you probably have the lowest tax bracket of your life, and you're giving it to kids at their peak tax bracket of their life. And the uh, government loves this. They're going to get the charge you know, 20, 30, 40% tax rate rather than charging you your tax rate, especially if you have had a a solid tax plan navigating into the lower, lower tax bracket. IRAs, they're going to be forced, uh, children, grandchildren, be forced to do distributions under current tax law, increase their taxes, uh, be forced to do it over a decade. And it just ends up being the absolute least efficient account that could be passed on, especially given the alternatives of someone charitably oriented or could have done a better job navigating that IRA to a Roth IRA over the years. other, you know, other good ones to pass on to kids. Think about your after-tax assets. You know, out here, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. It just seems like everyone loves their Apple stock. Uh, they've held it for 20, 30 years. Uh, that step-up in basis that you get today is is uh, quite attractive under current tax law. Not to say that can't change in the future, um, but uh, that giving giving kids and grandkids a step-up in basis means that you can avoid paying capital gains in your lifetime. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying originally, which is, if you're going to have a legacy amount, something that's going to kids down the road into the next generation, you can land on the exact dollar amount by identifying how much you simply don't need in your lifetime by coming up with a very tactical written income plan uh, that's guided by goals of lower taxes in the future. Uh, And that withdrawal order uh, and identifying what investment is needed to produce the income that you need at certain stages, ultimately, the final output of that is in a lot of cases, going to be a surplus, and that's where you can start to tailor the investment strategy and source of those funds uh, uh, to get to a lower tax rate.
1: And the SECURE Act, and I don't remember if it was the the first one or the the latest SECURE Act 2.0, that did change that uh, to that 10-year window. So you used to be able to, if you left, say, an IRA to your 40-year-old son or daughter, And their life expectancy was 84. They had 44 years to take that money out and pay a little bit of taxes on it every single year. Then they changed the SECURE Act, changed it to that 10-year window. That that had to adjust some retirement strategies, I would imagine.
2: Oh, man, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, it's it's just funny because IRAs, uh, vast majority of the time that the children inherit an IRAs, they view it as like, oh, it's just money and and they'll just go and, and liquidate the entire account for the entire tax liability and you know maybe they only get to keep 60 percent of it but just pay the rest in taxes but now it's theirs um very rarely will uh children or grandchildren um receive that and do the right thing which is take out 10 percent a year or equal installments um every single year over the course of 10 years and that way they can really minimize or control the tax rate so a lot of times, that money that you're leaving, that IRA that you're leaving behind for the next generation, um, if you care at all about taxes, you might want to talk to them about it because in most cases, when they inherit that, that thing is liquidated and, and shifted to a non-qualified account pretty quickly, and, and a lot of your hard-earned money unnecessarily goes to uh, the government. And so, again, this is another uh, case in point for me as to why IRA assets are the absolute worst one to pass on to children down the road.
1: So if you'd like to learn more, how is your portfolio set up? You want to leave an inheritance. It's really important to you. Do you want to do it in the right way? Uh, Brian, Brad, and the team at Decker Retirement are here to help guide you with that. 833-707-3030. 833-707-3030. We know we have to you know, give a little bit to Uncle Sam. We just don't need to give more than our fair share. Do it the right way and do it the right way for your kids. Uh, if important Inheritance is a big part of your retirement plans. You want to leave money, do it the right way. 833-707-3030 to chat with Brad and the team. They're here to help. 833-707-3030. Right here on Safer Retirement Radio, Brad Getty's talking about tax strategies. We're going to get into required minimum distributions. We're also going to touch on the Roth world when it comes to taxes. All that ahead. Stay with us. More of Safer Retirement Radio with Brad right after this.
0: Interest rates are on the rise. So what does that mean for your retirement? Find out by calling Brian and the team at Decker Retirement Planning, 833-707-3030. That's 833-707-3030.
1: But you're with us today for safer retirement radio with brad gettis of decker retirement uh you can always find out more by going to the website deckerretirementplanning.com. Uh, you also can go there if you'd like to further your education as it pertains to retirement in the financial world uh brian decker has his book right there you can download it the Decker Approach to Retirement Book. The Three Principles of Retirement Book is there. Uh, checklist, challenge, there's a sample income plan. 12 different things you can download just right off the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. There's a there's a drop-down segment, Safer Retirement Education, and all that is just there for your information. If you get some of that, you get all of that, but you have questions, then you call the team, see if you, they can answer your questions. 833-707-3030, 833 833-707- 707 3030 I'm Mark Elliott. All right, we're talking tax strategies today with Brad. All right. So at the end of the day, it's really about optimizing, right? Which means we're we're not paying more than our fair share. We're paying our fair share, but we're doing it in a tax advantageous way for ourselves. Typically is kind of what you're talking about, right?
2: That's right. Yeah, it's I mean, it's kind of the the, the reason why, you know, what's the point of all this? And I know there's the simple one, which is that I want to pay fewer dollars in taxes down the road and um, but, but the purpose of setting up an income plan and that income plan includes both a withdrawal order that makes sense uh, for getting the most out of your savings and also aligns the investment strategy to be appropriate for the time frame that you're executing on that withdrawal order. So it also helps us identify how much of your portfolio that you don't need in your retirement. And that's what I call surplus or the assets that are going to the next generation. Now we have the foundation to build on. I, that, that, that's the core. That, that that is your foundation for your retirement, and we can now start to address specific tax optimization strategies that you ought to deploy in order to make sure that you're keeping as much of your hard-earned money as you can. Um, and and so this is where we can start to talk about some of the specifics that we use uh, for for existing clients.
1: And I would imagine all those really specific strategies differ from client to client.
2: Totally. Yes. I mean, I, you have such different. Uh, such different blends of account anatomy, and, you know the anatomy of someone's accounts can be all trust accounts maybe they inherited some money uh, perhaps they did everything that they needed to while they were in their uh, working years at a blue chip company and they have a large pension and a whole bunch of uh, deferred, deferred savings that's a different profile. perhaps people's individual situation they really don't need much of their portfolio I mean, that's can be wildly different tax strategies for someone that really doesn't need the majority or maybe any of their accumulated savings. It's all just going to kids or charities or something. Yeah, every client's tax profile is very different. Um, And so the things we'll be talking about next, certainly not going to apply to everyone. Um, uh, A few of them, I think, ought to be in place in a lot more cases than they are today. Um, But uh, yeah, this is where things get very customized um, by individual
1: Okay, then lay it out for us. So I, I
2: think the big one um, that a lot of people ask questions about is this you know, looming RMD. Uh, if, you know, just imagine it being something on like a you know, Star Wars, uh, uh, <laughs> Star Wars, you know, the, the RMD, uh, and, and yeah, RMDs are frustrating. Uh, it's it's the point where, as you said, the government lets you save and accumulate tax free. They let you grow the account to a bigger dollar amount over forty years of your career. And then they get their cut. And so required distrib- minimum distributions for those for people that aren't familiar, it's 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 a requirement that you start to distribute portions of your tax-deferred assets at some point, 73 years old today. But as he says' it's going to be jumping to 75 in 10 years. Um, and uh, uh, so when you're doing RMDs, um, one thing that's kind of a rule of thumb is that uh, any good tax plan, it's okay to pay taxes that you're going to spend i'm I'm actually okay with that now I would prefer to have the option to have no taxable income for a client ever, but if we can agree that there is some level of taxes that will be due in someone's retirement I want that to be funds that they're using as a source of income so if they're having interest or dividends credited to an account and it's incurring a tax, I want that to be spent I want those to use those or I want those clients to use those funds as a source of income or if uh, someone has rental property income coming in and it's hitting their bottom line on their tax bill. I want them to be using that. RMDs fit the same kind of starting point, the same kind of rule of thumb. If someone has an RMD, that, what I, that is what I want them to use as their first source of income. So you want to distribute distribute those early and often uh, if someone is at RMD age. But it does reduce the flexibility of a plan. The thing all my clients know is that their RMDs are going to grow. Uh, you know, it might be possible to spend when you're in your early 70s and uh, maybe even throughout your 70s. By the time you get to your 80s, by just assuming a, even a modest 6% annualized return on the funds that are generating the RMDs, you nearly double the size of your required distribution. So if someone has to distribute $50,000 when they're in their early 70s, that can grow to a $100,000 with just very modest growth rates apply to the account that's under management there. Let's say that someone can spend 100 grand. Like, oh, great, more money, awesome. That's fine, that's I can spend whatever you send my way, Brad. This is where the passing of a spouse is a really big deal. That RMD is going to be staying with the household, even with a, a single survivor. And maybe you could spend $100,000 of taxable income uh, as a couple, and maybe the surviving spouse is the big spender, and they continue to spend that $100,000. The difference is that that $100,000 is now taxed at in single filer rates. You lose the married filing jointly. And so RMD, strategizing required minimum distribution schedules, needs to pay attention to these kinds of factors. If you need the money as a source of income, great, use it. You don't need to do too much there. But anticipate that that RMD is going to grow and that it eventually is going to be retained by a surviving spouse. These are just some major tax uh, problems that that people run into when they're talking to generalist financial advisors, or maybe even adhering to their CPAs' recommendations that they just distribute the minimum and uh, just defer taxes for years and years, when really they should be taking back a lot of that control.
1: So you think about it. We talked about the Secure Act changing the you know the heirs when we leave money behind out of an IRA, for example, where you've got a ten-year window that they have to take the money out to pay the taxes on it. That was a change of the Secure Act. Well, the Secure Act also changed the required minimum distributions age. It used to be 70 and a half. Then it went to 72. Now it's currently at 73 years of age when you have to do these RMDs. Uh, then in 2033, it's going to the age of 75. So they, the government keeps tweaking and moving things. That's where it's great to have a team like Decker Retirement on your side. They keep you up to date on all this. You can worry about the things that you want to do in retirement and not worry about all these rules and laws and things that get changed. You've got a plan in place, and they're on top of it for you. That's a great thing, I think, so you can really enjoy what you want to enjoy in retirement. 833-707-3030. If you'd like to talk with Brad and the team at Decker Retirement, 833-707-3030. And again, there is no cost to you. This is totally complimentary. Uh, They would love to help. They just don't know if they can help you until you reach out. 833-707-3030. And you were just talking about a thing that I I saw a quote from, I think it was David Rockefeller Jr. Uh, And Geddes, Rockefeller, kind of same money. Right. Yeah. right yeah, Brad? yeah. Yeah. And exactly. so what he said was, don't get taxed on money that you are not using. That's kind of what you were hinting at, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, exactly.
2: Now that, that's, that to me is like the end state of any solid tax plan. It's not zero taxes. It's not it's not paying nothing. It's just don't be paying taxes on funds that you don't need to use. So there, there is going to be taxes. We, there are services that we pay for, the, the health and safety of the country, the roads we drive on, a public school system. These all cost money. I'm not, well, I do like to, I think you said it well before, I'm, I'm all for paying your fair share of taxes because we do benefit a lot from them as a collective nation. Uh, but one of the things I want all my clients to help avoid is not paying taxes on the funds that they're not using as a source of income.
1: Can you give That's me an example of that? Rate.
2: Yeah. So- a good example of that is what I was saying with RMDs. So RMDs, at a when someone is in their early 70s and they're starting to do those distributions, it's very likely that they can spend that, at least where I live. I'm in a fairly, a fairly uh, high expense area um, in, in Marin County in California. And um, a lot of people can find a way to spend an extra $50,000, dollars $70,000. But a lot of my clients would, um, if they just follow the normal distribution curve, Uh, for RMDs, they're going to have to distribute more than twice the amount of distributions that they were forced to spend, or sorry, to distribute to themselves and pay taxes on when they're in their early 70s. So you start to get into your 80s, and your tax rates, or your taxable income level is going higher and higher and higher. And that's where you can be forced to pay taxes on funds that now just are accumulating in a savings account or a brokerage account that also carries a tax liability. So uh, not just the goal here is to to not pay zero dollars in taxes at least not in most cases uh, but to, to to only pay taxes on funds that you need to use as a way to live your life
1: so you're saying if somebody say seventy five pulled out fifty thousand was their rmd for that year and they only needed thirty thousand of that that they needed they were actually going to live on they had twenty thousand extra and they put it in their savings account they'd be taxed on that
2: yes that's my nightmare and and that's what bugs me so much so many people they'll Look at those RMDs just a given. Oh, I got to distribute this, and then it goes, and it's, it's it's they're not they're not using it, they're not spending it, and guess what? You get done with that 12 month period of time, they're gonna have another $75,000 more than that now uh, that they have to distribute again. And if they couldn't spend that first year's batch of RMDs, well, now they're accumulating a 1099 every single year. And Most people wouldn't just let that much money just sit there and idle away in a savings account. They're actually investing it. They're investing it for growth. And yeah, I mentioned before, you know, the benefits of passing on after-tax assets to kids and grandkids and say that Apple stock doubles in value and, you know, they bought it and it had a lot of growth. But that said, you're, you're you're moving money from a tax-deferred account into a near-term taxable account. Now, those funds that you paid taxes on are now generating an annual tax bill or a capital gains tax bill. So... As opposed to as if they needed all 50000 or all $70,000 of income required by their distribution, uh, by their age and you know, account size. Well, now they have an amount that and that's fine. It's fine to spend that amount. But you don't want to be just accumulating more taxable income um, because you're uh, being forced to distribute funds that you actually otherwise would have just let stay where it is.
1: Because we know our Social Security. We pay tax on that to start with. Right. And then now the government in 1983 said, we could tax 50% of your social security, depending on your income level. And then in 1993, they said, Hey, we want, uh, we're going to be able to tax 85% of your social security, depending on income <laughs> again. And so we're paying taxes again on that. And I don't want to do it again on other things. How do how do we avoid paying taxes twice on the same money?
2: Yeah. So here's, you're hitting the nail on the head on something, and I, I, I just to put some words to the concept uh, here, um, I, I heard a really smart tax person once say that, uh, that one of the biggest risks that you face in uh, financial advisory or retirement planning circles it's, it's it's market risk. Market risk is, you know, you can have principal loss because of market conditions. There's interest rate risk, which we all felt last year in bond funds and those those terrible assets. Um there's, so there's all bunch of risk. sequence of returns risk is a big one. One of the ones that doesn't get enough attention is what you just said twice now, Mark. It's, it's called legislative risk, and this is the fact that sure tax rates are one thing today, but who's to say that you're you're, you're not going to have a higher tax rate once you cross a, a one million dollar IRA, or a three million dollar IRA, and all of a sudden you know, you're not allowed to you're you're in a different RMD schedule in the future, or uh, your kids have to distribute uh, more of the IRA in the future than, uh, than, than what we have in today. Cause you're right. Legislation changes and they can control the taxation that you're going to be affected by in your, uh, in those tax deferred accounts or even tax free accounts in some cases. So what I like to say is that my clients, I, I don't want to be their advisor. That helps them dodge bullets. Uh, I, I want to get them out of line of fire, Ugh. It's not just about moving out of the way of that bullet that's coming at you. Get out of the line of fire altogether, and and that's what tax planning is to me.
1: And that's where we're headed in our final segment. You want to get out of the line of fire, have all Roth monies, I suppose, and not have any that could be taxable again. So we're going to head to the Roth world. We're talking tax strategies today with Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement. Uh, You have any questions? You want to learn more? It's 833-707-3030. Again, complimentary, no cost to you, 833-707-3030. And if you do have those high IRA, those 401ks, all that tax deferred money, what are you going to do? Your tax bill just keeps going up and up as those accounts get larger and larger. You need a strategy. Brad and the team at Decker Retirement are here to help. 833-707-3030. All right. We've heard of a tax-free retirement. Is that really even possible? Brad's going to answer that question when we come back right here on Safer Retirement Radio. Back right after this.
0: Do you have a proper legacy plan for your family? The team at Decker Retirement Planning can help you leave behind more than just memories and dust. Call 833-707-3030. That's 833-707-3030. What if you ordered a pizza, but when you opened the box a couple of pieces were missing? That would be upsetting, right? Now think about how much you believe you've saved for retirement. Do you still owe taxes on that money? Brian Decker and his team at Decker Retirement Planning understand the importance of tax planning and can help you reduce the impact that Uncle Sam has on your retirement. Give them a call today to start working on your retirement tax plan at 833-707-3030. Now may be a great time to lower your future tax liability. Create a retirement plan today so that you can get as many slices of your retirement pie as possible. Give Brian Decker a call at 833-707-3030 and schedule a visit. That's 833-707-3030. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Security and insurance services offered by Decker Retirement Planning, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio. If you like what you hear on today's show, or have questions, drop by Decker Retirement Planning dot com or call eight three three seven zero seven three zero three zero to talk to Brian.
1: Welcome back to Safer Retirement Radio with Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning, uh, Decker Retirement Planning dot com. To learn more about Brad, Brian, and the team. Uh, You want to learn about yourself, about some of the financial challenges in retirement. Brian's written a book, The Decker Approach to Retirement Book. It's available to you on that website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com, under the heading of Safer Retirement Education. There's 12 different things you can download, no cost to you. It's really just there for your information. But if you have questions, today Brad is talking about tax strategies. We talked about withdrawal order. We talked about legacy holdings and how do we leave money behind. What about the required minimum distribution? Uh, that we have to take at the age of 73 now. And in 2033, that age is going to bump up to 75. So if you're 65, uh, you have some time on your side, maybe to move some of that money into the Roth world, pay taxes now, a lot of things. And that's what we're going to talk about in our final segment. But if you have questions, 833-707-3030, totally complimentary call, 833-707-3030. All right. This is a one that I think most people certainly have heard about and go, boy, I like the idea of tax-free. Uh, and you think of uh, there's ways to actually be, I suppose, have everything you have tax free, but boy, that you better you're gonna pay a lot of taxes to get to that point, I suppose. And not everybody should move into the Roth world, um, I suppose. How do you first break that down? I mean, not everybody should be in the Roth world. I like that idea of tax free, but it's not right for everybody. They say
2: uh, it's right for most people. I, to me, I think tax planning is a mixture of uh, not widely ap- applicable, but hugely impactful and um, very widely applicable and pretty impactful. And I think Roth conversions are the latter. Uh, this is something that most people ought to be doing even when they're in accumulation years. Uh, most people ought to do it. And it does actually have a pretty big impact uh, down the road, uh, just just I think a less so than some of the more advanced planning techniques that people haven't always heard about. So when it comes to Roth conversions, I'm um, now, if I were in a room talking to people, one of the things that I, I like to ask when bringing up Roth conversions is how many people have heard of a Roth conversion. And the strangest thing has taken place over the last three or four years. I used to bring up Roth conversions, and nobody would raise their hand about a Roth conversion. I'd say, hey, so who here has heard of a Roth conversion? Dead crickets. And something shifted, right? So to, people, conv- people thought Roth conversions, they're still back, you know, Three years ago, people thought that it was a Roth contribution. they like, oh, I haven't worked for a few years. I can't contribute to a Roth. That's what they thought I meant. and I had explained that Roth conversion was an optional, uh, incurring an optional tax liability to put yourself in a better tax situation in the future. Now, when I ask about Roth conversions, almost everyone has heard of it. They've heard about the, the magical method of moving money from a tax deferred account into a tax free account. It sounds so great. Um, but when they say, who's done one? Who's done a Roth conversion? Crickets. All right. And it's so curious. Somehow in the last few years, Roth conversions have become all the rage. Everyone loves them, but nobody's doing them. And it drives me crazy because we've been doing it for years as a firm. So let me just try to nip this. So the Roth, con-
1: Roth conversions, you're yeah. basically talking about taking money from your 401k or IRA, those tax deferred tools, right? And then paying the taxes now to move them into a tax free environment.
2: That's right. It's what we're saying in the beginning. Taxes will be paid at some point in the future. And the most control you get in a lot of cases is just when you pay taxes. A couple of things about Roth conversions. You're able to move money from a tax-deferred account into a tax-free Roth IRA at any time. Uh, I like to say that the the IRS lets you pay taxes whenever you want. Um, So with with Roth conversions, you are opting to move money from an account um, that is going to be taxed in the future and just pay taxes now. Now, the typical math for Roth is you want to particularly execute these when people are in a stable tax bracket, or even better if they're in an abnormally low tax bracket for a year or two, like if they're unemployed or something. Well, you take advantage of your current year's marginal tax rate, and you look at what would be a, let's call it acceptable tax bracket, to me it'd be zero, but uh let's just pretend like taxes are a fact and uh you can now move enough in your current tax brackets 12% 22 24 32 37 uh those brackets are you can use as uh a, a, to 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 calculate your headroom this is how much room you have left until you pop up into the next tax bracket the and that's what we'd call the intolerable so you can Voluntarily move assets from an IRA to a Roth IRA and just pay taxes on the funds that are at the rate you would be taxed on anyway. So it's prepaying taxes. Now, the neat thing about this, when you do it for a few years, you chip away at an IRA, a tax deferred account, chip away at it. You're building up a tax-free source of funds. So it actually guarantees that at some point in the future, you're going to have a very low tax rate. Because that that tax-deferred Roth, you're not spending it the next year. You're letting it grow and compound for hopefully 15 years. And in the future, if you've been really diligent, maybe everything is in a Roth IRA by the time you get to your 70s or mid-70s or 80s. And now you actually can have scenarios like a handful of my clients do, which is the literal 0% tax bracket every penny.
1: Now, how many of those do you have? That would be incredible, I think. Yeah, I have three. <laughs> really? I have threes. Well, you would think, though, it really, you would think the more money you have, the more ability you have to pay the taxes now. For those that are living paycheck to paycheck, that's a very difficult thing to do to pay taxes if you don't have the extra money to pay the taxes would be my guess. So at the end of the day, the the Roth conversions on a 401k tax deferred, the traditional 401k or the traditional IRAs. Now, you were talking about the contribution versus, you know buying a Roth, right? I want to buy a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. Well, wait, you can't do that. You make too much money. But the Mm. conversions is not limited to how much money you have. That's right. Correct. Yeah,
2: exactly. You can move funds at any, again, it's where the government lets you pay taxes whenever you want. All you're doing is prepaying the tax liability that will be due in the future. Uh, And and I totally get that the Roth conversions, people are like, I don't don't have the liquid cash flow to to pay this. Well, you're going to need that liquid cash flow in the future to pay that down the road. So you do. Uh, And the answer is withholding. So you can move money from an IRA to a Roth IRA and just withhold on that transfer. So you're not actually paying it out of of your
1: pocket. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah. Yeah, You don't pay it out of pocket. And and you're just you're just moving these from a tax deferred growth account to a tax free growth
1: account. Mm -hmm. and. All right, let's uh, so let's say somebody had, I don't know, let's just go with two million dollars, right? Yeah. And it's all sitting in half of it's in a 401k, half of it's in an IRA. So just to make the math, either it's a million in each, right? So we got two million dollars. So now we're trying to move it into the Roth world. It's not like you'd say, okay, well, let's do a million this year and a million next year and you're done with it. I mean, that right. would be great, I suppose, if you could do that, but that's causing a big tax tax headache for for that time period. But it's more like twenty thousand here, or fifty thousand there. I take it it's a pieces and we do it over time.
2: Yeah, exactly, and 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 this is why what we're talking about now is the 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 results of what I was saying before at the foundation. Uh, by going into retirement with an actual tactical written investment plan that supports an income stream, you can actually look very clearly at what your tax rates will be in the future, and it can guide uh, exact very precise amounts that ought to be moved from an IRA to a Roth IRA every single year. so, yeah, that's exactly right. You don't you don't do it all at once, right? That that's kind of the Oh, do a Roth conversion or don't do a Roth conversion. Well, I don't know. No, you go in and you chip away at it. And um, hopefully your tax plan and your income plan are going to inform this alongside your income needs each year. Um, but you chip away at that $2 million account. And so we move funds from that tax-deferred IRA and 401k into a tax-free account. And uh, different people are, are going to be different here. You know, where What tax bracket they're in from other sources of income, I give them more or less bandwidth. Um, how old they are, uh, what their gifting uh, preferences are to, to children down the road. Um, but yeah, you rule of thumb, you'd, you'd want to chip away at it. You don't typically do a large $500,000 conversion of an IRA to a Roth IRA. I have seen large ones, um, but normally you're, you're, you're doing smaller ones just to fill up your current tax bracket.
1: And when you do these, I mean, it can have an impact, I would assume, on Medicare premiums Part B. Because you're paying and it goes a two-year look back all the time for your income.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there's, there's a lot more to it, right? And so you do need to pay attention to your tax bracket. I'd say that's your primary driver. Um, and, yeah, you, you pay attention to other thresholds like uh, like, like like Medicare, uh, with the two-year look back that you mentioned there. Um, and and that can inform uh, limits of how much you want to uh, do, but that th- that's where that's where you, you come know, in. That's where I come in exactly, So yes. yeah. people not not come across any surprises there. And another one there when it comes to Medicare, I, I hear that a lot, and I, I always say you don't want to jump over dollars to pick up nickels or quarters, whatever the saying is, because um, yeah, it, it can lead to uh, tens right. your, of dollars your, of yeah, increase. Your Medicare
1: premium just went up a hundred bucks a month. That's twelve hundred yeah. a year, but you just saved forty thousand in taxes. It, I think you might it might be a good, good trade. All right, final exactly. thing. We just have a little, we have a minute left, basically. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 59 and a half, if you're working where you have a 401k or 403b, typically companies will allow you to do the 401k rollover where you're now putting it into your retirement accounts, so you have more control. Does that make sense for somebody that, say, is going to retire at 59 to move some of that money and try to start converting it? That I mean, does that make sense?
2: Almost always. Almost always. I mean, there's so much on the advanced tax planning front that you just get to, you get to harness and, and uh, get benefits from when you are able to do those in-service distributions uh, to move money from a, an employer-sponsored plan into another form of a tax-free or tax-deferred account. You know, things like tax-free income streams from, uh, from, from various account structures. Uh, there's really neat charitable tax planning strategies that that can be deployed to, to give lifetime of income and pay zero dollars in capital gains. There's just so much more than you're able to do when you have control over your assets and they're not just uh, lassoed to whatever your employer sponsored plan offers you. So tons on the advanced tax planning front uh, that can be done alongside a solid Roth conversion ladder that we were just talking about.
1: So Brad he covered a lot of ground today, as as Brian always does on this show as well. We talked about withdrawal order, legacy holdings, required minimum distributions. What about the Roth world? How do we do all of that? And really it's it's great to have some guidance here. This would some of you probably have the skill to do a lot of this on your own. I do not. I can guarantee you that. I need the guidance of Decker Retirement to figure all this stuff out because I don't have a background in finance, so I'm not very solid in this area. But that was a lot of great information. If you would like to learn about your situation, do you have the ability to move somebody that some of that money into the Roth world? Or you're getting ready to retire. Where should I pull from first? And then in five years and so forth and so on. A lot of moving parts here when it comes to tax strategies. Brian, Brad, and the team at Decker Retirement are here to help you, and it's about you. Everybody's situation is unique, and that's certainly how they look at it. How can they help, give you some more clarity, uh, maybe even confidence to be able to retire? I don't know. I think I've got enough. I just don't know. Call the team. They're here to help. Again, it's 833-707-3030, 833-707-3030, totally complimentary, no cost to you, 833 707 30 30. brad thanks for stepping in today and handling the entire show by yourself you've always been on with brian a uh, great job uh, enjoy the rest of the day and have a great weekend
2: yeah thanks a ton mark we'll talk to you later
0: Security and insurance services offered by Decker Retirement Planning, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual